This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called Living an Anointed Life. Number three, third thing we learn in the Bible is that God's anointing makes difficult tasks easier. This is a good one. It makes the difficult tasks in your life easier because now you're not just doing it on your own power, you're doing it on God's power. And the difference between serving God in your power versus serving God in his power is night and day. Let me show you the difference between an anointed life and an unanointed life. Look up here on the screen. Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 says this. From his unlimited resources, God will give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. Circle mighty inner strength. Now, my resources are limited. My energy is limited. My knowledge is limited. My wisdom is limited. My talent is limited, and so is yours. But God is not. And when you have God's anointing on your life, he puts mighty strength in you that you didn't know you had. You can handle things better. You can last longer. You can go farther because you have God's anointing on your life. How do you know when you don't have God's anointing on your life? You're tired all the time. You're tired all the time. Why? Because you're trying to solve your problems, you're trying to live your life, you're trying to fulfill your purpose on your own power. Now he says, God will give you mighty strength through his Holy Spirit. One of the Holy Spirit's job is to anoint you. That's his job, to give you the power and the energy and the wisdom and the resources and all the stuff you need to get it done, to get done what God puts you on this planet to get done. Philippians 4.13 is one of the most famous verses in the Bible. You could probably quote it. I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. Now, if, you don't have, if you're not dependent on Christ, you're depending on yourself, and you're going to end up fatigued. Let me ask you a very personal question. Are you trying to do everything you need to do in life based on adrenaline or based on anointing? Hmm. Because your adrenaline runs out, and you get tired, and you get fatigued, and you get worn out, and you want to give up. When you're walking in the anointing, when God's power is flowing through you, it's limitless. It is limitless. It gives you supernatural energy. I can do everything with the help of Christ. I wonder what you're filling in that blank. I can do everything with the help of my medication. I can do everything with the help of 
my team. I can do everything with the help of my uh, bank passport and my savings account. No, no, there's only one thing that doesn't run dry. Every other well in your life is gonna run dry. If you ask or expect other people to meet needs in your life that only God can meet, you're gonna be disappointed, they're gonna be frustrated, and you're gonna have conflict because nobody could possibly meet all the needs in your life. Your wife can't, your husband can't, your best friend can't, your boyfriend can't. Nobody can meet all your emotional, physical, spiritual needs. Only God can. And if you look to him, he says, then I will give you my anointing. I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. By the way, do you know what Christ means, that word, Christ? Some people think Christ is Jesus' last name. Jesus' first name, Christ's last name. (laughs) No, no. Do you even know? You may have been a Christian 30 years. Do you even know what Christ means? It's the Greek word for anointed one. That's what Christ means, anointed one. It is the anointed one who gives you your anointing that gives you the power to do all the things God wants you to do with your life. Christ means anointed one. By the way, do you know what the word anointed one is in Hebrew? The other, the other language in the Bible? It's the word Messiah. Messiah means anointed one. So Christ and Messiah are the exact same word, just in Hebrew or in Greek. And he says, it is the Messiah, it is the anointed one who's gonna give you the anointing to get done everything you need to get done in life that God wants you to do. Now God doesn't give you his anointing to do things you wanna do. He gives you the things he puts you on. He gives you the ability to do what he wants you to do. Okay, number four. And let's review. When God appoints me, he anoints me. God's anointing makes me a better person and it makes difficult tasks easier. Number four, God's anointing makes the impossible possible. Because God can do stuff you would never be able to do and I would never be able to do. This is a big deal because in your business, you're gonna come up against insurmountable problems. You're gonna need the anointing of God. When you're gonna have problems in your marriage that seem insurmountable. You're gonna have problems with your health that seem insurmountable. What do, you, what do you depend on there? Not your own power. You depend on God's anointing. Look at these verses. Luke 18, 27, Jesus says, what is impossible for men is possible with God. I can't do everything, but God can. Ephesians three twenty. God's power at work within us is able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask for or even imagine. Now, I don't know about you, I'm a pretty big dreamer. Nobody's ever accused me of being a small thinker or a small dreamer. And yet this verse says, God says to me, hey Rick, think of the greatest thing I could do in your life. Just blow the top off. What, what are you afraid to even ask? What are you afraid to even imagine? What's the greatest thing you could imagine happening in your life? And God says, I can top that. I can top that. I'm, I'm bigger. I'm bigger. My anointing can do more than you even think. What's the greatest thing you'd like to see done in your life? You go, man, I, yeah, I'm even afraid to even imagine it. I'm afraid to even uh, think of it. It might be too overwhelming. Think of the biggest thing God could do in your life, and God says, with my anointing, 
I can do bigger than that. He says, God's power at work within us is able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or even imagine for our families, for your business, for your career, for your education, for your dream. God's anointing makes the impossible possible. Number five, fifth thing that we learn in, in the scriptures is this, that God anoints my life to bless others. God blesses you not just so you can feel good. God blesses you so you could be a blessing to other people. Now we've done an entire series on this at Saddleback where we talked about we're blessed to be a blessing. God doesn't give you money, talent, good looks, abilities, opportunities, networks. None of those things are given to you simply for your benefit. God says, I want you to be a blessing to other people. Now, you get blessed in the same time, there's no doubt about it. You're gonna enjoy the blessing of being a channel, but when you're a channel of God's power and blessing to other people, it it blesses everybody. You're not the only one who gets blessed. God doesn't give you his anointing just so you can feel good. God gives you his anointing to help others. And when you do, it helps you. Now, in Isaiah, Isaiah was a prophet in the Old Testament. In chapter 61, Isaiah says, I know I'm anointed by God, and he comes up with a list of six different kinds of people in pain. And he goes, I know this is what God's calling me to do, that I'm to use my anointing just not to make a name for myself. God is giving me this anointing to help six kinds of people in pain. Let me read it to you. Isaiah says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. And he has anointed me, there's that phrase, you might circle it, he has anointed me to bring good news to the suffering and the afflicted. That's number one. Number two, he's anointed me to comfort the brokenhearted. Number three, he's anointed me to announce freedom to people who are captives. You know, they're they're in a prison, maybe a self-imposed prison of resentment or an addiction or a compulsion. Or, or, or fear, or an anxiety. A lot of people are in self-imposed prison. He says, he's anointed me to bring good news of suffering, uh, comfort the brokenhearted, a lot of broken hearts, to announce freedom to people who are enslaved, to an addiction, or habit. He's, he's anointed me to open the eyes of the blind. What's he talking about there? Help people see stuff that they've never seen before. Help them see God. Maybe they've never seen God in their life. They don't, they don't even know See God at work. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of God's favor to them has come. And he says, in number six, he says, he has anointed me to tell all who mourn. And everybody has losses in life. You're gonna have them. If you haven't already, you'll have major losses in your life, which means you're gonna mourn. He says, God sent me to use the anointing I've got to tell these people who are, who've had a loss that God will give beauty for ashes joy instead of mourning, and praise instead of heaviness, those who are depressed. What an amazing God we have, that God is interested in your emotional needs. God is interested in your hurts, in your habits, in your hang-ups. God is interested in all the stuff that pulls you down. He says, when, when you get anointed, God wants you to help other people in pain, and when you do that, God helps you in your pain. He helps you in your pain. By the way, this passage, Isaiah 61, is the text 
that Jesus read for his very first public sermon, publicly recorded sermon. It's in Luke chapter four. Jesus goes back to his hometown of Nazareth. He picks up the scroll of the Old Testament. He opens to this passage, Isaiah 61, and Jesus reads it and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's appointed me to preach good news to the suffering and the afflicted and the poor. And he sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. And he reads this. He rolls the scroll up. He goes over and he sits down. Shortest sermon on record. Certainly not one of mine. (laughs) And he sits down and he says, today, this passage is fulfilled right in front of you. I am the answer. I'm the savior. I'm the guy who's come to comfort the afflicted and the brokenhearted and the people who are enslaved to habits and the people who don't know how to get out of debt, and the people who are blind and can't see the way out of where they are, and all these different things. Jesus says, I'm it, I'm it. But he says, I'm anointed to do this. Let me show you on the screen, Acts chapter 10, here's another verse. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit's power. By the way, there's a trinity in one sentence. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in one sentence. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit's power. And he, Jesus, went around doing good. That's the purpose of anointing, to make the world a better place. When you get anointed, you start helping other people. You get blessed by it, but you're helping other people. And he went around doing good and healing people who were beaten down by the devil. And when you get anointed, guess what? God's gonna do that with you. Moi? Yeah, you. You, you're a priest, you're anointed. God wants to work in your life this same way, to go around doing good, healing people who've been beaten up by by the devil. Number six, the sixth thing we learn about anointing as I summarize all the Bible is that for every new challenge, I need a fresh anointing. For every new challenge, I need a fresh anointing. Anointing by the Holy Spirit in your life cannot be stored up. You can't go, oh yeah, I remember way back in like 1992, I went to service and oh man, I really felt close to God, I got a quiver in my liver. (laughs) And and I I even cried and I, I like, ooh, it was like an emotional experience and you go, you're still living on that thing? That doesn't work that way. You can't store it up. God's anointing, his blessing on your life is kind of like manna, that bread that God fed him in the wilderness for 40 years. It only lasted a day and then it spoiled. Because God wants you to depend on him every day for his anointing, every day for his power in your life. The prayer is not to pray, give us this day our monthly bread. No, it's, it's daily. He gives you just enough for that day, and tomorrow you're gonna need a fresh anointing. And the day after that, you're gonna need a fresh anointing. And the day after that, you're gonna need some fresh oil in in, in your lamp. You're gonna need fresh. And by the way, you can lose the anointing. We've all seen people who are greatly used by God, and they're on fire, and they're gifted, and they're talented, and then Uh, Two years later, they're on the shelf doing nothing. How in the world did they lose God's blessing on their life? How did they lose the anointing on their life? You can lose it lots of ways. By taking it for granted. By not depending on God. 
by not spending time alone with God every day. You can lose the anointing through pride, through greed. You can lose the anointing by refusing to forgive somebody you need to forgive. You can lose it from gossip. You can lose it from uh, uh, out of control anger. You can lose it from all kinds of different things that you let become a God in your life that you begin to idolize and all of a sudden that person or that thing or that job or that money is more important than God and you could lose God's blessing on your life. History is littered with people who had God's anointing and God's blessing and were seeing success and results in their life and then all of a sudden, bam, they're nothing because they they took it too lightly and too loosely. For every new challenge, I need a fresh anointing. And that anointing that you had last year or 10 years ago or at a youth camp, it's not any good for today. It, it It doesn't do you any good today. You need a fresh refilling. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23. Here's Rick to tell you more. Psalm 23 is one of the most popular passages in the Bible. In fact, you can probably recite some of it yourself or even all of it. But here's the problem. Psalm 23 is so well known, we often miss the depth of the message to us. You know, this psalm isn't just about trusting God to get you through dark days. It's about living in the abundant and eternal goodness of God in every day of your life. How God looks out for you every single moment of your life. Now, to help you go deeper into Psalm 23, we've created a brand new resource called Living in the Goodness of God. It's a guided experience. And this Bible study tool will help you learn how to trust God's goodness in every single area of your life. Now, as you go through this study, we've designed it so that you practice meditating on God's Word. And as you do that, I hope your focus will shift from your fears to the Father. And you'll learn that God wants to give you a life of confidence, even in your darkest moments. He wants to give you assurance, even when you feel alone. He wants to protect you. He wants you to have a life that is influential and abundant and uses the grace of God to reach other people for Christ. God wants to give you a life filled with generosity and with hope. All of that is in Psalm 23. Now, this book, Living in the Goodness of God, a Guided Experience, is filled with biblical truths and practical lessons and application exercises and a lot of space for you to even write down your own response at what God is teaching you on that particular day. It's bound in a soft, leather-like material and includes beautiful artwork. It's a comprehensive study that I believe will help you grow spiritually this next year. Now, I'd like to send you this study of Psalm 23, Living in the Goodness of God, when you give a gift to Daily Hope today. 
You know, I really appreciate all of your prayers, all of your support, and all of your financial gifts that help us keep this ministry on the air. Because of you, we're able to reach more and more people around the world with the hope of Jesus. Thanks a lot, and God bless you. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.